to have everybody here tonight. Amen. And you'll notice that we move uh, the pulpit a little bit closer. Amen. I've asked my mother tonight, Sister Camarina, to uh, speak to the church. Amen. She's been telling me about uh, different Bible studies she's been teaching. I actually happen to be, this is my next lesson that I'm going to be teaching uh, to my Bible study. Um, but I asked her if she would just, amen, uh, teach the church, talk to the church tonight for a few moments. Um, and however, you know, the Lord leads her. Uh, but we want to just give her the uh, respect and honor. Amen. We're thankful for Sister Camarina. Amen. She's spoken many times before in the past and taught many Bible studies. Uh, I grew up, amen, going with my mom to different Bible studies. Uh, there was one, uh, several in Stockton I were going to. Sister Annie uh, was one. And uh, Sister, I forget the other name, but there's many that I went with on my mom. Yeah, there's been many around, around the area that she's taught Bible studies. So I'm excited about hearing Amen from Sister Camarina. So we want her to come and just talk to the church. Amen. Thank you, so I can see it too. Praise the Lord. It's good to be here tonight. Actually, I have taught this a little bit different, and every time I teach it, it never comes out the same. But a scripture that just came to my mind before we started was Psalms 34. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times, at all times, not sometimes. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And this is one thing that we are going to learn tonight. This is one weapon that we're going to learn is exalting him and praying and is having a praise in our mouth continually. Amen. And I want you to know tonight that we are going to learn how to fight. Amen. You know, to a new Christian, it may be seem awkward. It might seem a little uneasy, like, raise your hand. I know whenever I first came to the Lord, let me take this thing out of here. I know. As a new Christian, I was very timid. Everybody around me was worshiping, praising God, running the aisles and dancing. And I was so timid, I couldn't even raise my hand. And they would tell me, come on, lift your hands up, sister. And it wasn't until I got a really strong bolt of lightning that God shook me. And I shook all over the place. I ran around, I shouted, I danced, I praised God. But God got a hold of me, and I began to learn how to walk with God, how to fight my battles. Yeah. Because I wasn't born in, in the church. My parents raised us up. They fell out of the uh, church. We were a Southern Baptist. But um, whenever I became of age to get um, away from the family, I was a wild child. I'm just going to give you a little bit of history. But anyway, for a few short years until I was 21, God got my attention. And um, not to go over the entire testimony, but I began to think, you know what? 
This life is getting really old. Is this all that there is? Partying, doing things I ought not to be doing, things that are just unmentionable. I was a sinner and I was lost. I was unhappy. And I thought, you know, I knew about heaven, I knew about hell. But it really hit me, you know what? If the Lord comes, I'm going to hell. And thank the Lord, I had a very good friend of mine. She was my best friend for many years, Becky. The Lord saved her. And through her constant calling, visiting me, and inviting me to church, I finally said, okay, I'm going to go so you can get off my back and don't ever bother me again. (laughs) Sounds mean, but you know, I'm being honest. That's the way I was. But I went, and you know, the Lord touched my heart, and I wanted what they had. I longed for it, the presence of God. And you know, today, I long for that presence every day. I can't get enough of the presence of God. And this scripture that I just read, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. We used to sing this song in our church in San Jose. It was beautiful, but I never really looked at the words. And the next verse is, I sought the Lord, and he heard me. I wasn't just a nobody. He heard me. And he delivered me from all of my fears. But, you know, I want to let you know that our struggle is against an unseen enemy. You're not going to see bullets flying. You're not going to see... It's not flesh and blood. It's a spiritual warfare that we go through. And here we have our spiritual armor. Let's go to Ephesians 6. The Lord has given us a pattern. 6 verse 10 through 18. And it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? So that you can be able to stand against the wiles of the devil or the tricks. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not against each other. It's a spiritual warfare. Against powers, against the rules of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's the enemy, the devil, spirits. Wherefore, Take unto you the whole armor of God. Not just one thing or that thing. The whole armor. All of the armor of God. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day, the day of temptation, the day of struggle, the, the day of your hardships, and having done all to stand. And then he tells us how to. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. This is around the the lower midriff area. We've got to have truth in our armor. If we don't have this word of God, this truth, we're not going to be able to stand. All of these work together. And then he says, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. We have to have a righteous life. We've got to be living a righteous life. And it comes through prayer yeah. and through the Word. 
and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Our feet are going to be shod with the preparation. And that preparation is preparing yourself in the word of God. We've got to study the word of God. We've got to prepare ourselves. We've got to study to show ourselves a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If we don't study the word of God, we are ashamed. And this is our gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Here we have the Word of God again. Now, the um, fiery darts, in case you've never heard of that, the enemies way back in the Bible days, they would have these um, bow and arrows. They would put their arrows in this combustible material. They would light it, and they would shoot it, and it would hit the armor. This is before they got the metal on it. And it would go through that wood, and it would pierce and keep burning and burning and burning. So we have the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, it's going to bounce right off because you've got the word of God in you. You've got the armor. You've got the righteousness. You've got truth. And our enemies' fiery darts, their doubt, disbelief, fear, worry, discouragement, evil thoughts, sinful thoughts. Yeah. And the covering that shields us is faith, Shield of faith and trusting in his word. So we've got to have that sword. This is our sword, the word of God. Right. We've got to have that. Now the sword, just keep in mind, it's not used to cut or to wound somebody. We're not going to use the word of God deceitfully saying, Hi, I got you there, Brother Noah. I caught you. We're not going to use the word of God to cut somebody up, to put somebody down. But it's to encourage, to strengthen their brethren. Now, 6 verse 12 is... We already read that one. But anyway, it's not only our weapon, but it is our strength. Now, we're going to go to Psalms 91. You can't see it there. The Psalms 91. This is our prayer. Psalms... 91 verse 1. Now if you notice, looking at, I'm sorry, I skipped a verse here. Verse 18 of that Ephesians 6, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Prayer is the last weapon of our armor. We have to have prayer. We've got to stay alert. We've got to be on the watch. Now going to Psalms 91. Turn with me just a minute. Ninety-one verse one. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
And that secret place is prayer. Amen. The Bible talks about going into your closet and praying. That is our secret place. Doesn't mean that you have to have a literal closet, but is it is a place that we have made a time for Amen. and a place. Amen. It, even in our busyness, I work a 40-hour work week like a lot of you do, and you know what? I still have to make time for God. Right. And even right. on those days where I have so much to do and I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I still say, Lord, you know I've got this going on and that going on, but Lord, I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to make a way to talk to you. This morning I got up knowing that I had a busy day, and I just went and sat on my patio, opened up my Bible, and began to read and talk to the Lord. And he took me in Ephesians, and I didn't know I was teaching tonight. But I began to say, Lord, thank you for this beautiful day, this beautiful weather. Thank you for the birds that are singing. God, I thank you that I have my health. Yes. Yes. Begin to be thankful in everything. And then you still have that secret place of prayer. Amen. And it says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and yes. him will I trust. He has become my God yes. in all of my problems and all of my shortcomings, things that I, in and of myself, I know that I'm weak. God has been my refuge. He's been yes. my help. And verse 4 says, He shall cover thee with his feathers. And under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. And skipping down to verse 14. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. God will deliver us when we have set our love and our affections upon him. Now I'm going to go to, let me see here. Matthew 6, 6, it says that thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. It doesn't say if you pray, it says when you pray. When you pray. Right. When you pray. Amen. And may I say to you, if you don't have a prayer life, you don't have a life. Right. Yeah, come on. Amen. Get a life. Amen. Learn to pray. Learn to fight. Amen. We've got to get a fight in us. And we've got to say, I am tired of going in this circle over and over again and not getting the victory. Amen. It's time to grow up. Amen. We've got to get a life. And we've got to have a prayer life. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark 12. I'm going to show you something. Mark 12:30. And it says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And then backing that up, Deuteronomy 6. And I'm sure this is a very familiar scripture for all of us. 6, 5. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. There's there's that word again, all. And with all thy soul and with all thy might. 
It's not a part-time job serving the Lord. It is a full-time job. We are to serve him with all our hearts. Amen. And the only way to do this is we've got to have a relationship with our Lord. Yes, amen. Just like you have a relationship with maybe your friend, your those of you that are married with your spouse, you've got to constantly give attention to that. Otherwise, you're not going to have a relationship. And God desires our fellowship. Right. We can't live a victorious life if we don't have a prayer life. And it's going to take discipline. Amen. We have to say, I will. Right. I will pray every day. Amen. Even if you're too tired at nighttime. My husband used to go stay up and he would say, oh, I haven't prayed yet. And he would go pray. He'd say, Lord, I am so tired, but I need you more than I need my sleep. And God would just take him deeper because he made that sacrifice. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we have to have that attitude that we're not going to live according to the flesh. Now let's go to 1 Peter 2.9. We're talking about prayer and sacrifice. First Peter 2. Verses 5 and 9. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house. Not a carnal house, but a spiritual house. And holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Now, what do you think a spiritual sacrifice is? It's got to be prayer. And our worship unto him. Our adoration for him. Acceptable to God by Jesus Christ in verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You guys are royalty. You're chosen. You're a holy nation, a peculiar people. Now that peculiar doesn't mean that you're odd, you're an oddball sticking out, you know. It means that you are exclusively his. Yeah, that's good. You're a yes. special treasure. You belong to him. Not anybody else. We are not of this world no more. We are His. Amen. That you should show forth the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness, darkness of sin, and into His marvelous light. So we are a special treasure, and He wants us to worship Him and to praise Him with all our hearts. Yes. So ministering to the Lord, we've got to have that prayer life and the priority to love him and to worship him. Everything else comes secondary. And through praise, you can see here, this is part of praise, dancing, singing, if you have a talent of an instrument, clapping your hands, lifting hands, these are sacrifices of praise. Sacrifices of worship. 
And this is the way that we, we offer up our praise unto him. Worship comes from a Hebrew word that means to reverence, to kiss, to lay prostrate. It's a um, very intimate act whereby the spirit of man, we are touched by the presence of God. So in singing and praying and praising, it all leads to worship. And the true worship is when you begin to feel God's presence and his glory come down. And it's heartfelt. Because we're doing it with all our heart. Now King David, he, let's let's go to 2 Samuel 6. This is a, this is another example of exuberant worship, heartfelt, with all his heart. Six fourteen, And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And he was girded with the linen ephod. And it's given down to verse 16. Well, no, what are we on? So David and, and, and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. But he was leaping, he was dancing, he was shouting. Because the ark of the Lord represented the presence of God. Amen. It had been hidden in the tabernacle for a long time. And then they moved it around to different places. But the presence of the Lord will cause you to worship, will cause you to get out of yourself. And we want to strive for excellence and give God our very best. Um, Amen. Amen. That's right. But um, clapping our hands and lifting our hands, these are all attitudes of praise. Because if we get so into ourselves, well, if I lift my hand, they're over there looking at me. I'm going to be embarrassed and intimidated and yeah. tucking your head. Right. Don't be ashamed because you know what? When we were out there in sin, yeah. when, when our, like Brother Lopez talked Sunday, when our team won, we couldn't stop talking about it. We shouted and ran around and everything. We... We showed our emotion without shame. But um, one thing I just want to tell you is um, when I first started this walk with the Lord, I told the Lord I would serve you all the days of my life because my pastor asked me, how long are you going to serve the Lord? And I'm like, all the days of my life. He says, that's what I want to hear. And at that time, I wasn't married. My My husband and I were dating. And my friend, you know, was talking to me, you know, you need, you need to come to the Lord. And at first I thought, well, but my boyfriend, I loved him. And I didn't want to part with him, but you know what? I made up on my mind, in my heart, with him or without him, I'm going to serve the Lord. Yes, yes. And you know what? God has held me true to that because I had him for a long time. And I don't have them now. But I'm still purposing in my heart 
God, I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. I want more of you. I hunger for your presence. I want to please him. And I just want to encourage you all, no matter what you're going through, hang on. Be more determined. Dig in. Dig those deep dishes like Brother Lopez talked about. Don't be playing in the sandbox. Just kind of, I'm playing in church. No. Get in all the way. Get your feet wet. God bless you all. Love you. Well, let's stand to our feet tonight. Amen. We're going to close the service with uh, prayer.